Happy New Year, Archbishop. Thanks, Dave. Same to you and to all our listeners. I was wondering, actually, do you do you do New Year's re- resolutions? Is that is that a common practice for you, or? Uh, yeah, I think on and off, I I do. I usually have some some theme or something that I kind of promise myself I'm going to give a little more attention to mm-hmm. uh, during the year. I can't. I have to confess, I don't have anything else. So I give myself a few days into the year to, <laughs> right. to come up with it. <laughs> so right after Epiphany, maybe then. Yeah, you know, there's, there's that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I usually I have a hard enough time with the. Lent, Lenten resolutions are 40 days. I figure 365 is a little bit outside of my general reach, but. Um, yeah, there's something about a fresh beginning though, you know, new calendar, new time stretching out ahead of us. It's uh, an artificial construct, of sure. course, but there uh, is something to measuring the, d- the days and the years and to have a new beginning. Right. Yeah. It's, it's natural to look ahead. I thought we would look at that a little bit today or, or talk about what's coming up and what maybe you're, you're looking forward to. Immediately, of course, we've got the Feast of the Epiphany. It's right around the corner. So actually, most people listening to this will probably be that weekend. January 6th falls on a Sunday this year. What do you think is our, the main thing we should pay attention to in that, in that Feast, the Epiphany? Why is that so important for us? It reminds us that God wants to be known by, by his people. And he can't really be known uh, unless he reveals himself. Mm-hmm. And does it in a way that can be received and understood by us. We see that revelation in the person of Jesus, celebrated his coming at Christmas. But he was, despite the choirs of angels and uh, the other uh, things that seemed to be kind of commotion in the middle of that night, it was really uh, a, a very humble beginning. And Mary and Joseph, humble people and not prominent citizens, and the birth was was in a very simple place. So uh, even though the Son of God has been born in time at Christmas and a few days after, really not too many people know it. Right. And so uh, as God's plan unfolds, more and more people get to know that the promise of God to save his people is being fulfilled in the person of Jesus in an unlikely way in the coming of a, of a child. That news is revealed and re- uh, to and recognized by the Magi mm-hmm. and these um, uh, unusual characters who come from from some distance, who presumably don't share the faith of the Jewish people, but on some level are, are uh, people of faith, and th- they feel drawn uh, in conscience and, and in faith to follow the guidance of the star, which leads them to meet the newborn king. There's the sense, we, we might say, that the coming of Jesus is meant for a larger revelation than only the people of Israel. It's meant for them, certainly. And so the Magi helped preview that right from the beginning. Right. I was just going to say, it sounds like in anticipation of the announcement being made to the whole world mm-hmm. later in the mm-hmm. apostolic age and beyond. It's a reminder to us, I think, that those of us who, who know Jesus and who have welcomed him as our Savior, that, that, that his coming is not supposed to be a private revelation or a private gift for each of us. But God wants to be known by more and more people in the person of, of Jesus, in the coming of Jesus. And in our time, he's inviting us to, to share in that manifestation. We sometimes call it evangelization you know, and sharing the good news that the, that salvation has come to us in, in Jesus Christ. So it's very fitting then that, that that particular celebration is towards the front of the year mm-hmm. as we resolve to pay attention more. And then specifically, I guess, here in the in the Archdiocese to pay attention to that that mission we're being given. Yeah, we, we try to be alert, you know, not only to the, to the manifestation of Jesus in our own life and experience, but alert to the opportunities to, to share him with others, the coming of the Magi reminds us that, that there might be an opportunity to, to share Jesus with, with people who seem unlikely to, to us to be looking for him or to be ready 
ready to receive him. That's God who creates an opening in the minds and hearts of, of others, and we shouldn't be reticent or stingy about being willing to share the joy of the gospel. Yeah, so we'd be ready at all times to uh, give a reason for the, the hope. Reason for us. our hope. Yeah. yeah. That actually was going to be one of my questions was reasons for hope coming into 2019. Anything else that maybe is percolating out of your, your prayer, recent experience or reflections uh, as we head into this year that you see as, as reasons to be hopeful? The Christian virtue of hope is a, a certain confidence that God's promises are being fulfilled. We talk about hope in a human sense, and it can be kind of a vain thing. You know, we, mm -hmm. I hope I win the lottery or hope the Cardinals win the World Series. <laughs> maybe it'll happen. Right. Uh, maybe it won't. There's, there's odds, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, some, on some things, the odds aren't very good. By winning the lottery, the odds aren't so good because I don't buy a ticket. But when, when we hope in the promises of God, it's like we're kind of on our toes looking for the evidence that God's, God is at work in our midst. I heard somebody describe it once as when you, you take a little kid to a parade and you're along the side of the street and waiting for the parade to begin and the kid is kind of on his toes straining to see so there's no doubt that the parade's coming. Mm -hmm. It's all set. Everybody's there. That's the, that's the reason we're there. There's, there's not a, a sense in this child, I wonder if it's going to happen or right. wonder if, if, this is, if this is a setup or they're all just fooling me. But we know it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so, and we want to see it when it, when it does. As we begin a new year, um, especially having celebrated the Feast of Christmas and, and now the Feast of, of Epiphany, the uh, hope is renewed in us, in the church. Again, that's that certainty that, the, that God is as good as his word and that what we've heard from the prophets and now as we've heard uh, from Jesus himself through, in the, during his public ministry and his teaching about the kingdom of God, that we're God's beloved sons and daughters and that God will give us what we need to flourish and, and to have the life that he intends for us and to have the fullness of life for eternity. So hope is a reasonable expectation. Mm -hmm. We have reasons for expecting that, not just, uh, yeah, not just playing the odds. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And it, I mean, it's, it's, it's reasonable. I, I like that, but it's also in some ways it's beyond reason. Well, sure. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's beyond anything that we could sort of calculate or, or, or um, reckon. And I think that's what we see in the coming of Jesus that the, there was a promise made by God to, to save his people. The idea that, it, that God would send his own son, that the second person of the Trinity would, would come among us in the human family, that was beyond imagining. We can't say most people were hoping for that exactly. Mm -hmm. But what we received is way beyond. You know, it's, it's, in, the, it's in the same direction in which we were hoping, but right. way, way far beyond anything that, 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 that we could have imagined. A reminder to us that the grace of God is super abundant, that... Mm -hmm. that God's forgiveness is overwhelming, much more powerful than all of our sins. What we look forward to in, in the new year is to, to be, become better acquainted with God's saving plan for us in our encounter with Jesus, in our efforts at evangelization, uh, confident that th there's a potency to all, to all this mm -hmm. and, and that more and more of it is going to be experienced and realized over the coming months. Right, yeah. So it's up to us to trust that he makes himself known, will make himself known, but the the exact measure of how or right mm -hmm. in the particular way or the image I have in mind may be totally confounded right. by what he does. Yeah, prepare to be surprised if that's not a contradiction. That's not a contradiction. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we can't we don't know exactly what we're pre preparing for. But if our confidence is in God, then we, we will receive more than than we have anticipated. Mm -hmm. So on I, I guess this wouldn't be 
exactly what you described in the as the theological virtue of hope. But anything that you have your your antenna up for uh, that's coming this year that you would you'd say is worth of attention, or some maybe some points along the way that you say these are some events or things that we should be aware of that could be the occasion for seeing him more clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say it's kind of an ongoing um, process and then and then an event. Okay. Uh, the, the ongoing process really is the uh, continuing implica- implementation of our uh, Archdiocesan pastoral vision. Hmm. One church encountering Jesus, equipping disciples, living mercy. We have a number of people who, are, who work in our Archdiocesan Curia and now who are being formed and trained in, in parishes to help us implement that that vision in practical ways, you might say. So I look forward in hope to more and more of our of our Catholic people experiencing uh, the uh, the unfolding of that of that vision, uh, particularly day by day a deeper encounter with with Jesus Christ. We say this always, but it it's what will save us. So we um, anticipate that we're going to hear from Jesus' invitation to come into a deeper relationship with Him during this coming year than we have experienced so far. In some ways, this year will be like others that we've experienced, but in some other ways, there will be some particular uh, joys and, and sorrows, uh, challenges, consolations in this year. And, and so we, we anticipate that, that Jesus is going to be inviting us uh, to uh, experience his presence and really in some, waiting for us to invite him to, to accompany mm-hmm. us in, in, in these various ways throughout, throughout the year. Our other pastoral priorities you know, are, are also uh, important and I think full of of a promise for the coming year. In particular, we're going to sponsor an event, which is going by the, the name Arch Omaha Unite. Oh, it's a good name. Yeah. It's, it's, that is a good name. <laughs> it, it helps um, remind us that one of our pastoral priorities is to create a culture of unity across the archdiocese, a, a deeper sense of a belonging, not just to a group or an organization, but belonging to the body of Christ, having our home and finding our life in its deepest sense there. Everyone is invited. Uh, to, to come to the uh, CHI Health Center, the convention center in Omaha, on uh, Saturday, June the 8th. That's the Vigil of Pentecost, one of the great feasts of the liturgical year. Uh, we remember the coming of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. on the assembled apostles and, and disciples. Jesus had ascended into heaven. He had given them the commission to go out and share the light of the gospel, and they didn't really feel very well equipped to do what he had asked them. Uh, he had told them not to be afraid, that they would receive the Holy Spirit, and then they'd have what they needed. I would think most of the disciples probably weren't really acquaint- well acquainted with the Holy Spirit. So they knew Jesus had promised them something, but they weren't sure what it was and what, what it would really mean for them. They prayed on that vigil of Pentecost and then on the feast. They experienced the, an overwhelming presence of, of the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Trinity came upon them all, but really to dwell within, within each of them. And then they were equipped. And an amazing thing happened. They went out the door and they started talking to people about their experience of Jesus and people believed. Uh, it was the, the Holy Spirit working in their witness and in the hearts of, of those who, who, uh, who heard them. I look forward and hope to many thousands of people from across the Archdiocese of Omaha coming together uh, on that uh, day, the vigil of, uh, of Pentecost. I picture us somewhat like those first disciples we know that Jesus is promising us what we need to, to do the work that he's giving us to do, particularly to the, the work of evangelization. Mm-hmm. And I will enjoy that day, all of us being together and praying for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit 
on us and on our archdiocese. Then we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I don't say that flippantly, um, but as we were saying earlier, God is is going to uh, surprise us mm-hmm. if we're open to receive the gifts of the Spirit and and to to use those gifts. To come there with uh, expectation, just as the as the first uh, apostles gathered in in expectation, meaning like a awaiting. Maybe another word we could use is disposition. They were they were disposed. Okay, I'm here. My hands are open. And, you're going to do something, and I, I will wait and, and see what that is and, and then move as you move me. Yeah, that's interesting that we, we could tie in what we were talking about earlier about the Epiphany and mm-hmm. his manifestation in the, uh, the coming of the Spirit. So, yeah, I'm, I know a number of us are looking forward to that as we know we, we have a rough idea of what's going to happen that day. We've got a schedule. We've got a plan. Um, all of that's available at unite.archomaha.org. But as far as the what are you going to get out of it question or what's the fruit, well, Bring your heart and see what happens. The event is being well planned, and so I can guarantee that it'll be a good experience mm-hmm. of um, our life together as Catholics uh, for for all who uh, come. There'll be time to pray and to reflect and to enjoy each other's company and to, I'm sure, experience a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what that uh, will, will mean for us. We want to. The, the day itself is being scripted <laughs> in the sense that we'll have a meaningful experience for the people who come, and it'll right. be w- w- well put together and well ordered and, pl- and planned, but how the Holy Spirit will lead us from there. We believe that the Spirit has guided the uh, formulation of our pastoral vision. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking as a pastor that that's the, the path that we'll be led on in some way, but uh, uh, exactly what will be given to us in terms of fresh the gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, we'll have to wait and, wait and see. The presence of people from every parish, from every part of the archdiocese, from different generations, different parts of geography, different cultures, I think that's all important mm-hmm. in the, that diversity that we experience in our archdiocese. We, we find our strength. It's not a, necessarily a source of division and, and weakness. If we give it over to the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to use those diverse gifts to further the, the light and the joy of the gospel. Amen. Just on a on a practical note, the registration online on that website I mentioned, unite.archomaha.org, uh, will be open on January 15th. So that's the first day that people will actually be able to register, get signed up. You'll get emails and, and the like reminding you, but everything's available on that site as far as registering for child care and the various uh, portions of the day. So that's rapidly approaching. I hope that there's enough traffic to shut the site down. That would be amazing, but <laughs> we're prepared for as many people as want to come. Uh, That's right. And, and uh, we're going to be encouraging everyone to register. Mm-hmm. Come. So it doesn't cost anything right. to register or, or to participate in, in the day, but it'll help us with planning. It helps with security and everything else to, to have uh, everyone registered ahead of time. And as you do that, you, you begin to get a, the, get, receive communication about the various aspects of the day and how, how, to, how to prepare for it. There'll be lots of information shared in our parishes about Arch Omaha Unite. Uh, we'll have information on social media and in the Catholic Voice and in these podcasts as the as the weeks go on in anticipation of, of that uh, day, June 8th, uh, the Vigil of Pentecost uh, this coming summer. Any final thoughts on how to start the year the right way to foster greater hope, anticipation of the right sort? I would encourage us to begin the, the new year with an invitation to Jesus to, to be with us in what we will be experiencing in in the coming months. It's part of the plan of our Heavenly Father that uh, Jesus come to us in time and that we experience him not only in our imagination, 
but in our daily living. And we are privileged to do that through the power of the Holy Spirit in, in the life of, of the church. Uh, we know that the Lord is with us. He is with us in profound ways as, this, as we celebrate the sacraments. But as we go about our daily responsibilities and in our private prayer, the Lord is, wants to be with us in, in, in all of that. We can be with him if, if we invite him uh, to, to be part of that. We can anticipate as we look forward, many of us, some important things that, that we are already planning for during the year. So in families, there might be graduations or weddings or confirmations for First Communions. We're planning the, this big diocesan-wide event. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, someone is hoping to find another job or is um, looking forward to recovering from an illness or from surgery in the coming weeks or, or months. So some things we can sort of anticipate, and, and it's good to have the intention to ask our Lord to be part of that with us and to help us see what his plan is for us in, in, in our plans so that uh, it can be in a moment of, of grace and, and real growth in, in faith. Not simply something that we do or accomplish, but that, that we uh, have, his, have his accompaniment with, uh, with us in, in, in that. And then we know from our experience that there are going to be things that come up this year that we haven't anticipated. And maybe there'll be uh, delightful surprises in a good way, and maybe there'll be tragedies or other things that will kind of knock us back uh, a little bit. I think if we begin the year with this this intention that we want the Lord to to be with us, and if if our commitment is we're going to look for him every day, maybe it's going to be a great day. Maybe it's a day when things aren't going so well or nobody wants to have anything to do with us. Uh, (laughs) But the Lord's not afraid of of any of that, and, and he doesn't turn his back on us. I suppose what I'm saying is to to, to be intentional mm-hmm. about our walk with with Jesus and to invite Him to walk walk with with us. We'll be in good company, and He uh, understands so deeply the the will of the Father for our salvation, for our flourishing. If we're close to Him, He'll help us see that. We may not see all of it at once. We may not see all the details, but if we're close to Jesus, want Him Him close to us, then we'll be on the path that that our Heavenly Father has marked out for our flourishing. Amen. Thank you, Archbishop. Thanks. Happy New Year to everyone. Yeah, happy, healthy New Year to you and all of our listeners. And uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, a podcast of the Archdiocese of Omaha. For more information, visit archomaha.org slash podcast.